Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. If you have ever taken a course in how to study the Bible, you may have been taught to play, pay close attention to the first mention of significant words. In Genesis 22 this morning, we find the first use of several and significant words such as love, worship, obey. Abraham is told, take your son, the one you love. Later, to Abraham's servant, he says, stay here, and I and the boy will go over there. We will worship, and we will come back. Although our reading didn't include these verses, the word obey, in the next couple verses, Abraham is told that all nations on earth will be blessed because he obeyed God. Now, most of us likely appreciate the words love and worship, but the word obey has the potential to send some running to the door. The idea of even obeying God for something as horrific as we read this morning or heard leaves at least me wanting for more information to process such. Now, before I lose you, this story is not an example of something we should do or might have to do. John Golden Gay says, if anything, it's the opposite. It's an episode from the unique history of what God was doing with Abraham. And it's not something that ever needs repeating. God alone, who would later echo these words at Jesus' baptism, which set in motion Jesus' journey to the cross, where there would be no substitute ram caught in the thicket to take his place, is something God alone can do and did, which was supposed to end the sacrificial system once and for all. About four years ago, we offered here at St. James our first Community of Hope training, which it's a course designed to educate folks for pastoral or congregational care ministry. And over 30 folks, some of you here, um, at St. James and St. Mary's came together for 14 sessions in 10 weeks. I mean, folks who serve in our youth, Sunday school leaders, men on a mission, not to mention those who serve on the Care Guild and in a variety of pastoral ministries. This was and still is a committed group, and you, I hope you'll read in the grapevine, we are offering, after four years, we're offering another um, training this fall. But Community of Hope, or COHI, is steeped in Benedictine spirituality, which helps us find new ways of seeing. We learn new ways of seeing ourselves, new ways of seeing time, by learning to balance the prayer, work, study, and leisure. New ways of seeing others. We learn that vows of conversion, obedience, there's our buzzword, and stability help us put it all into practice and thereby draw us closer to God and to one another. 
The first session teaches us about Benedictine spirituality, so we found a former Benedictine monk to lead the session. Who better? We were all excited to learn the inner workings of the monastery and receive a nice Christian history lesson. To our amazement, this the first thing this monk, now Episcopal priest, did was to have us get up, go to Perry Hall, the gym, and start cleaning it. Now, of course, this thrilled Wes, our facilities manager, as it baffled the rest of it, the rest of the group. In the debrief, our leader shared the story of his first weeks in the monastery where he was told to go clean windows. In obedience, he washed and washed and washed windows for weeks. And in doing so, he began to see himself, see time, and see others differently, and thereby began to grow spiritually. One of the participants who had been pondering whether or not this program was right for her boldly asked him how he lived with all the obedience talk. His answer is something I've never forgotten, and I have come to embrace it as my own theology. He said, think of obedience as listening. In Genesis 22, Abraham is doing a lot of listening. And this is kind of for a change. Prior to this way, Abraham's made a lot of mistakes on his journey since God had called him, primarily by taking things, trying to do things his own way. He's had a child by another woman. He's tried to find an heir of his own. He's detoured to Egypt. He's given his wife to Pharaoh in order to save his own life. But this time, here on Mount Moriah, Abraham is listening. When God comes to test Abraham, the first words out of his mouth before God says a word is, here I am, deciding to act on what he had heard. We hear him respond with, here I am, two more times. He's listening. And thankfully, rather than shutting his ears to any further instructions, rather than being furious with God for asking him such or ignoring God, the minute that angel calls Abraham's name to stop the atrocity, he responds again with, here I am. This time, getting the response he likely would have missed had he not been listening, had he not been acting in obedience. In his listening, he obeyed. In his obeying, he witnessed Jehovah Jireh, another first uses in this passage. He watched that God provide the lamb and not his son. Genesis is full of all sorts of names for God. He's El Elyon, or God Most High. To Hagar, he appears as El Roy, the God who looks for me. He appears as El Shaddai, that breasted one who cares. 
and even as El alone, the God of all ages forever. Not just forever future, but forever past. And now in our passage, we meet Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. In our gospel lesson, the context is that of the disciples being sent out like sheep among wolves. Their message of peace that we heard last week is going to cause division. But for those who listen to the message of peace and not rage into war by trying to overthrow Roman rule, but would obey or listen to God's way and just simply offer the disciples a cup of water, they would find the greatest gift of all to be welcomed by the Father himself. Evan Drake Howard writes that the unmerited reward of God's favor illuminates the way out. The disciples, another hard-to-hear passage last week, the disciples were told to stay only with those worthy. We are worthy to receive God's kingdom only when we accept it as a gift. It can't be forced. We can't force it on anyone. We can't purchase it. That was done for us at the cross. And the only limitations we place are ones that we place on ourselves and are self-imposed. Everything changes when we realize that the only rewards that matter can't be earned. Abraham didn't earn his favor with God. He listened. And as several places in Scripture say, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. I love it when the Bible is its own commentary. (laughs) The writer of Hebrews brings this full circle for us, saying, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. All nations are blessed because Abraham listened. Abraham listened. He obeyed. And I have to wonder, who is being blessed when we listen? Amen. Amen.